Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. As Obi-Wan Kenobi once said, hello there, and welcome to Force Center Presents Databank Dive. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm Kat Napsok. This is the show where we, as the title would suggest, dive into the databanks on StarWars.com, maybe go to Wikipedia. What we're doing is celebrating the wild, weird, and wondrous parts of Star Wars, maybe focusing on a character, a species, a ship, a land, a planet, something. Sometimes the results are a bunch of laughter at a character we love but don't talk about, or maybe we find the deep side that is hidden beneath the surface. We did a first season of this on the Companion Sci-Fi app. You can check it out by going to the Companion Sci-Fi app, a great place for sci-fi and fantasy fans. All right, Joseph, you got the helm today. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm going to take us on a perhaps wild, perhaps slow ride. We will find out. Uh, I love our W's here, the wild and the weird. You've added wondrous. It'll be fun to decide which uh, of those W's uh, applies to this topic. Uh, We are courting 
controversy by discussing the customized Grav Scoot. Are you a Star Wars fan saying, what are you talking about? What is a customized Grav Scoot? Uh, That is perhaps understandable because I did not know that was the title. I had it in my mind. Hey, you know what? It might be fun to talk about those speeders in Book of Boba Fett, the colorful ones that caused a lot of strong opinions. I'm going to Google that. Hey, I'm having a hard time finding them. Hey, what are they called? Turns out they're called Grav Scoots. (laughs) Which just, to me, begins the fun of this episode. Uh, Ken, that's my first question before we even get into the databank information. How do you feel about the fact that these are not a certain kind of speeder? I mean, I guess they're the the subcategory of speeders. They are a speeder, uh, but it's not like they're the X-37 speeder. Like, they're a grav scoot. How do you feel about that? It makes makes a lot of sense there. I'm so excited I hit my microphone here because I'm just like I'm I'm chomping a bit to discuss these. I think that Grav Scoot makes them um, price to go. They're affordable. <laughs> That's what I hear when I hear that. Uh, you get yourself a Grav Scoot. What model? Yeah. No, you just need a Grav Scoot. They're customizable. Yeah, they're not a land speeder. They're a Grav Scoot. I yeah. think what I loved about it is uh, Grav Scoot sounds like the name of a Star Wars character, not the same name of, of a vehicle. <laughs> Yes, And, you know, a huge part of what uh, people struggled with uh, about these is the the central chase that the Grav Scoots are involved in with the uh, mod characters uh, chasing the mayor's major domo is not the fastest, uh, most electrifying uh, Star Wars chase ever uh, committed to film. I enjoy it, but I admit it's not the most fast and thrilling chase ever. And yeah. there was something in hearing the name Grav Scoot. It made me in my headcanon go, these aren't supposed to be fast. These aren't supposed to be lightning, death-defying speeds through the woods of Endor. Their name is literally Scoot. When you think of how fast you can possibly go, do you think Scoot, you know, is the car in the movie Grease called Greased Scoot? No, Scoot is not a fast word. That's what a cat and the dogs do to clean themselves on a carpet, you know? Ah, we're getting to butt scoots already. Love it. <laughs> so uh, I, I was just yeah. really electrified by, I mean, grav is great. It defies gravity. Great. Spacey. Yeah. Great. But scoot, scoot seems to answer and maybe even perhaps annoy further uh, people's concern uh, about the speed of these devices. Oh, that's um, yeah. That's interesting. Some of this might, might, might harden people's hearts even more towards the grav scoop. Um, <laughs> I do want to share this. You, you know, you and I originally this show was con- uh, conceived with we would completely one hundred percent surprise each other, which is how you used to do database brawl. I would not mm-hmm. know uh, until I, I had the choices in front of me, um, and then we just production reasons we were doing this for the companion. We it felt eh, we have to, we we should know a li- at least a little bit, and so you sent me over uh, the, the 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 rundown, and you had said in your email, "Here's what I'm going for. I'm going with the controversy with the the scooters." So I knew that, right? I opened it up. And I saw Grav Scoot as your header, and I start. I went. I went. Who's that guy? <laughs> this this morning, I was sipping my coffee, so maybe I needed a little bit more. <laughs> then I went to Wikipedia, and I, and I couldn't find Grav Scoot, so I just copied and pasted customized Grav Scoot from your actual rundown, and that's when I found him. And I was like, I'm an idiot. He literally told me this is what he's doing, but I so didn't know that was the name. I thought it was like a bartender. <laughs> Grav Scoot, the bartender. Uh, oh. Maybe he teaches like humanities at Coruscant University. You know, Professor Grav Scoot. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm so delighted yeah. to know that you had that confusion as well. Yeah. Uh, 
All right, let's let's dive into the actual databank entry. Uh, and, and as we often say uh, here on Four Center, databank dive in particular, because we're having fun. We know some people uh, don't like it. You are, of course, have every right to your opinion. I love these things. I'm going to make fun of them, and I'm going to celebrate them, and I think we're going to have a lot of fun. Here's what the StarWars.com databank has to say about customized grav scoots. Swift and sleek gray scoots are heavily customized rides with intense metal flake paint jobs that make them stand out. <laughs> so we get a lot in that. We get that they come uh, a factory made is uh, uh, gray, swift and sleek. So I don't, I don't know if maybe like uh, the salesperson for grass scoots wrote this entry, <laughs> but I don't think they're necessarily that fast. They're called scoots, uh, swift and sleek, but they come gray and then are indeed customized, which is suggested in the show. But it, how do you feel about having that confirmed that they come off uh, of the factory floor, dull, boring gray, and then these characters go nuts? It makes me kind of love these things in a way I hadn't previously thought of. Uh, yeah, that it's it's like the um, generic mighty mug where you you can paint it and design <laughs> your own, right? Or it's a generic figure. It's it's something that I I really like that. Uh, I I like that idea, and and it also shows that the maker of the grab scoots really know their audience. Yeah, yeah, and it, you it's it's up for grabs if it's like, look, these are not supposed to be you know tearing through town. These aren't for youth. These are for you know uh, maybe maybe Jira from the Phantom Menace used these to get around right when the storms are coming, Annie. You know maybe that's the intention. They're just they're gray. They're not trying to stand out. They're not trying to be flashy. And then the mods are like, we're going to take this and subvert it. Right? It could be that, or it could be more like uh, miniatures. <laughs> we're like. Here's the deal. It's cheaper for us, and you can claim your individuality by painting them. Uh, first of all, can we go back? You just you just painted these as um, uh, figuratively as a uh, retirement community vehicle. <laughs> yeah, there is a, a place in Southern California down a play, uh, near Seal Beach, uh, which is I think it used to be used to be called Leisure World. It might have changed. It is the king of kings retirement communities, <laughs> and it's like an, it's like a city. And you go down, I used to go down there at a relative, lived down there for a while. Then well, actually a co-worker, a co-worker of mine, I went to a, like a, a Filipino wedding there that he threw. And you have to be careful when you're driving your car because you're about to run over little golf carts everywhere <laughs> of all these retirees running to and fro. So I think the grab scoot is a perfect, perfect thing for that in Star Wars. Yeah, I think that's going to be my headcanon that they start out that way. Maybe they don't have all those rear view mirrors. Uh, maybe they're even souped up by the mods to go even faster than they're meant to. And that's why they're called scoots. Yeah. Yeah. Love yeah. It. Uh, so Wikipedia was a really fascinating adventure. So obviously in databank is just kind of a, a straightforward description for the most part. We can infer some things, but you go to Wikipedia and I was like, oh, well, we'll get more. Uh, I failed at finding them on Wikipedia because I did a general Google search of uh, Wikipedia customized grav scoots. Nothing came up. I went to the pages of the individual mod characters. I went to the the descriptions, the, the entries for the Book of Boba Fett episodes, and the hyperlink that was there was just speeders. The mods use speeders. And it, it linked to the just real general, there are speeders of all kinds in the Star Wars galaxy uh, with a Wikipedia page. And Ken, you have recently learned some deep Wikipedia arts and helped me find the entry. 
Yeah, long story short, I'm doing some work for fandom uh, where I'm in a lot of the wikis and, and writing trivia questions and everything and pulling information. And it's very tricky. You think you've hit a dead end, but maybe you haven't. Always try another way. <laughs> There's always more. So uh, once again, help me get to the actual page for customized grav scoots. There was only one extra sentence, and it was this. Grav scoots were used by the mods to chase a major domo in the streets of most Espa. Drash, the leader of the mods, used her scoot to ride over a building before landing on the Major Domo's land speeder. Just exactly love, what yeah. you saw on the show. Yeah, I love when Wikipedia and occasionally the, the data bank just describe what you watched. <laughs> Do you remember? Did you see that? That's yeah. what happened. Okay, Ken, here's my question about this. Is there a grav scoot spiracy going on? Mm. There is a stub that exists, right? But you have to search for it. It's on the, not the dark web, but it's on the dark Wikipedia. You can only yeah. find it if you're looking for it. It is not linked <laughs> where it should be linked. What do you think is going on? Yeah, no, this this uh, this might be, uh, we have to look into this here. Uh, I, I, and I'll tell you what, who probably did it. That major domo, I think he went in there <laughs> or maybe a fan of that major domo. And he edited it. He didn't. He didn't want uh, the absolute shame to know that he was defeated by Grav Scoots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I love it. Okay, so that's all. That's all we have to go on, which is not much. So we'll have to rely mostly on our emotions and imagination as we get into really uh, discussing and riffing on these uh, wild, weird, wondrous vehicles. Ken, how would you physically describe customizable Grav Scoots? All right. You take a Vespa from our modern world, you remove the wheels, add a bunch of mirrors, paint it the color you want, and voila, you got it. <laughs> all right. I, I, it sounds like I'm being snarky, but that's kind of the simple genius of it all. It is what it is. And uh, we're going to get into what that probably represents. Uh, I'm going to click on a picture to get a little closer there. You got, uh, you know, some nice, comfortable, uh, perhaps uh, leather or pleather seating. Uh, not really much of a, on most of them, they don't have a lot of backrests here. I, I, I would describe all of them as having ample room for your uh, feet on the floorboard. Uh, simple uh, controls, uh, like uh, not unlike riding your BMX uh, bike through the neighborhoods in the 80s. Uh, it kind of looks like that as well. Uh, I see I see brake, uh, brake um, handles as well. So uh, easy to control, I would imagine. No windshields, unless maybe you want to add that. But all the pictures I'm looking at, they do not have windshields. So be careful. Who knows what bugs are flying into your mouth on Monster Aspen. Are you are you selling customized grav scoots? Because that was a great and detailed analysis. <laughs> Come, on <laughs> Come on down. Come on down. Perhaps that was Willie in Andor. That's what he sells. He's a door to door grav scoot salesman. Yeah, in later times, you know, after the entire Galactic Civil War, he moves away from boosters and he gets on to grav scoots. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, no, I mean, obviously, uh, they are highly linked to the Vespas of the real world. They are uh, Vespas that don't touch the ground. Uh, they are not even as exaggerated as I thought they were. Um, I am a, a big fan of the band The Who, in particular, uh, Quadrophenia. Uh, but I had one of those things in life where somebody, when I was extremely young, told me uh, that, that the movie about based on the album Quadrophenia is real bad and I just believed that person for years and years like a fool uh, so then this came out and everybody's like yeah they're, they're from Quadrophenia in particular so I watched the movie and hey what do you know it's amazing uh, I bought it on the Criterion collection physical media love the film 
amazing film. And if you even just Google scooters from Quadrophenia, the scooters, the grav scoots in Book of Boba Fett are not that exaggerated from their influence. The ones in Quadrophenia from real human Earth, uh, Britain, uh, have all these extra um, uh, rearview mirrors. They have all of these extra um, headlights. They have all of this flash and modification. Uh, it's not exactly yeah. the same, but, you know, sometimes Star Wars is like, we, we've been inspired by this in the real world. And you can be like, oh, I can kind of see that. And other times you're like, we kind of took this and took the wheels off of it and put it in space. And that's yeah. what we're dealing with the grab scoots. Yeah. Uh, and and I think that's that's okay. We're so focused sometimes on Star Wars influenced by Westerns or, uh, you know, samurai films. Or the, no, this the mods, the mods. Yeah. That's something yeah. to fit into Star Wars. And if, and if I was trying to just capture the spirit of it, uh, mm-hmm. and I know this is a part of what people didn't like, and that's just fine, uh, I would say the customizable grav scoot is a Skittle if it was a vehicle and it enjoyed uh, rock and roll of the 60s. <laughs> that's great. I love that. That's, that's what it is. Uh, yeah. Very bright, very colorful. Uh, Ken, for you, what is the magic of grav scoots and what do they add or contribute to the legend of Star Wars, or do they take away? Or do they take away? Um, I'll start. I'll start here. I, I would never call these like my favorite thing in Star Wars, but it's one of those things that I tell you: the more you attack it out there, the more I start to defend it and want one and want to collect them all. If they were to release these as toys, there's just something about it that I just love. Uh, um, I, I think it's. It's again, it's very simple. It, it really feels new, hopey. Now we'll get into maybe the paints and the colors and everything. But I think there's obviously great meaning in that and what they decided to do with that and what they're pulling from mod culture, which, as he said, 60s all the way up to I'm a big fan of the band The Jam and Paul Weller's The Mod Father and all that kind of stuff. And what that actually represents, the change, generational change and generations fighting back in a way. Um, so I think it, it it's so simple. It does, It's New Hope, because which, which is American graffiti in space at times, right? Mm-hmm. That's a very generalized statement, but... Uh, as Lucas has said before, uh, Tatooine wasn't necessarily Modesto. Uh, Modesto, I still kind of call nuts to that. And I think he's <laughs> hidden that a little bit. It, 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 and he's a car guy, right? Famously. And would, would have been a race car, race car driver if not for fate in an accident. So that spirit of, of, of a vehicle and the meaning and what it means for the youth, all that kind of stuff is a particular kind of Star Wars magic. That I think when you pull back for the initial reactions and pull back from, yeah, I'll say yeah, not one of my favorite chase sequences either. Mm-hmm. But you pull back from that and just look at the big tableau of Star Wars. This is a fun little corner. And this is uh, this is built to collect, literally. And that's a certain <laughs> magic, too. When you see something on screen in Star Wars uh, and you know that you'd like to have it on your shelf. I have a weird, like, I have a weird collection of wampas and tauntauns. Like, I don't know why, but I'm staring at someone now. I just kind of like it. I would love to have some grab scoots on my, on my shelf. And there's a magic to that. Me too. I would love to have uh, some, some toys of these or just have one. We'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah, for me, they're 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 so clearly in line with the tradition of being thrilled by speed and racing. You know, everything from A New Hope from Luke uh, having his land speeder. Luke having not just a T-16 Skyhopper, but a model of one because he is so restless and wants to move fast. Uh, yeah. Han Solo's in fastest ship ever that nobody thinks could be that good to Anakin Sky. 
Skywalker loving racing and pod racing and even continuing that and that and attack the clones with the the joke of uh, I couldn't come to your rescue in this chase yet, Obi-Wan, because I had to pick out a speeder I really liked, you know, right. that just real interest, not only in going fast, but a love of your vehicle and a maintenance and a pickiness about yeah. your vehicle. You know, that entire culture of mm-hmm. of racing that is about the vehicle I- itself as well as what where it can take you. Uh, I think yeah. they absolutely fall in that tradition. I think that the story of them in Book of Boba Fett is about uh, generational change for sure, but also about a generation that just kind of feels trapped and is screaming out to be seen and heard, their perspective uh, to be, you know, valued. Uh, and this is, you know, Star Wars being about individual expression to the point where, you know, Lucas has this idea for what Star Wars is and he f- struggles to communicate it to anyone <laughs> really mm-hmm. in his life. And it doesn't even get sold on the idea of what it is. It gets sold to an executive saying, I have no idea what you're talking about, George, but I trust that you're an artist who has this passionate expression that you want to put out there. It yeah. like, to me, I look at them and like, yeah, they, they look like, um, how Star Wars got sold. Uh, yeah. th- that's what they're about. So I think that's the magic of them to me. Mm-hmm. I am almost amused by the fact that the chase is not particularly thrilling and great. I kind of, for me, it's like, yeah, it's a, it's a political uh, leader's assistant being chased <laughs> by kids on scooters. Of course it's not. <laughs> like, I think maybe both Fett and Fennec are like, geez, maybe we should have just uh, jetpacked over there and take care of this. <laughs> Trying to let the kids do something. And then, all right, all right. Um, let them feel like they're getting involved. And they are. Let them, yeah, let them, let them get involved, you know. Um, and I think the final thing for me is I am so intrigued by the level of pure visceral dislike <laughs> that people have had. You know, and, and, and I understand that there's the the aesthetic thing of like, it's been really established that these are, this is the palette of Tatooine, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this extremely uh, loud colors to disrupt that, right? Maybe they fit on in on Coruscant. And maybe these kids want to bring a little bit of Coruscant to Tatooine. Um, but, you know, it, it reminds me almost of being, being young when people had such a passionate, visceral dislike uh, of Ewoks in 1983. And if you weren't alive, uh, believe me, it happened. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And almost in the same way of like, I don't mind them. I get how they fit in the story, but they're teddy bears and teddy bears should not be in Star Wars. There's this, they should not be. Should not. Energy. (laughs) You know, Uh, and that is fascinating to me because it happened in Doctor Who a few years back where uh, a line of colorful Daleks that look like they're there to sell uh, came out mm-hmm. and people were just like colors we are furious at the idea of colors in the same yeah. skittles jokes in this it, it was like wow there's something interesting and sensitive in our culture of like bright colors are are a danger in the wrong yeah. <laughs> the wrong situation yeah yeah and it's so funny because uh, you know i i even if you go to our, our review of this episode i think i start the episode saying yeah they didn't look right to me in some ways. And I, I'm start, I started out on that journey. They're very bright. I, I remember I had a, a reaction. We talked about the history of Star Wars Rebels this week on, on our new show, looking back uh, on the history of uh, the first episodes being released. And I had a real issue with like the bright colors in that show. Right. Mm-hmm. But me here's too. the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think I too became, I don't know if, if muse is a word. I don't, I was just fascinated by 
weird people were going to war over this. <laughs> and that made me start to pull back my own thoughts and then discussing the thematic reasons for it and everything. I almost felt like it was meta where the, it was like suddenly the, the people of star Wars fandom really fighting the, the mods and their colorful scoots were exactly who the mods and their colorful scoots were fighting. <laughs> look, look, those are slow scooters. They're meant to be gray. They're for old women like Jira. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Souping them up. Yeah, it was like some weird Star Wars dinner theater after a while where it's like you almost hear Drash go, yeah, thank you. You are who we're – this is our point. Thanks for making it. <laughs> they don't belong, and we don't feel we belong here either. Yep. Yep. And it, it is this is a big, big mash of opinions, including the not not greatest ever, you know, uh, chase that they're, they're in. And yeah, yeah. I, I think another, another big part of their magic is they are a huge swing. They do not match the aesthetic they are disruptive to it's the palette of, mm-hmm. of star wars it's a huge swing and of, uh, i want to be sure to have full respect to anybody out there who's like yep i get all the thematic reasons i get the story and it's just a an aesthetic i dislike because that's a part of taking big swings right you get a big reaction uh when you take a big swing and sometimes it's love sometimes it's a uh, real dislike and sometimes mm-hmm. it's a mix and i think that's really what they also represent to me the the spirit in the history of big swings in Star Wars, and they're not going to work for everybody. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's a fair assessment of it too. Of uh, you know, um, again, I, I, it, not my favorite chase sequence. Uh, I wouldn't say these you know are my top five favorite vehicles. They don't have to be, and so we understand that. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, and I think the extreme the extreme nature of some of the reaction to it was what just took me back and amused me. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, that's my magic is if, if I was totally disconnected from social media and I, I watched this, I would have loved the graph scoots and I did love the graph scoots and I would have been just shocked at the <laughs> intensity of the discourse. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. All right. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to ask some more fun questions about customized grav scoots back in a moment. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey everyone, 
I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And we are back to continue our discussion of the vehicle Wikipedia is trying to hide from us. Customized grav scoots. That's the farthest I'm ever going to get into conspiracy. And even then, I'm joking. Uh, all right, Ken, here's a, a fun question. Do you think after the events of Book of Boba Fett, uh, all of these people working together, Boba Fett bringing them together, the mods feeling like they have uh, uh, some stake in their town, do you think Boba Fett gets his own grav scoot at some point. 100%. Here's how it plays out. Um, yeah, we have that end celebration. Uh, you know, the city's been changed. He's the, he's the, the, the mighty daimyo, but he's more of a, of a, you know, fair and balanced one. He's, he's brought change to this community and culture. And, 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 and he sits around there having maybe a party and he goes to Drash and he's like, can I get on one? Can I try one? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he takes it for a spin and he comes and he's like, whoa, this is, it moves like a bantha. He's like really excited about this. <laughs> and so then he's like, he has to go get one. And that's, that's where we next see him. He's got his own. And, he, and it's, and it's painted in fat colors. Can you imagine one of these with fat colors, that green and that orange? <laughs> yep. Absolutely. We went into very similar places. I think that uh, instead of saying like a bantha, uh, when they teach him how to write it, they're like, like an EOP, like an EOP. Uh, and he's like, oh, okay, I get it, I get it. Uh, yeah, and I think he would appreciate how they've been uh, souped up uh, and that they can go up the the walls. That's great. And one of the things that we learned uh, from his appearances, Boba Fett's appearances in The Mandalorian, 
there's that he gets his armor back and then he walks off his ship and his armor's all fancied up. And we learn that Boba Fett is just keeping paint cans of his exact mix <laughs> for his green. Yep. Yep. <laughs> right? He's got a massive stock in the ship. So you know he he'd go and he'd buy one. Uh, maybe it would be given to the daimyo, who knows, uh, at the local grav scoot manufacturer. It would roll off gray, and he would have that paint can in his hand and just start shaking. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He'd be excited about this. Let's do this. Let's paint it. And then he'd take it out for a ride with him. Yeah, yeah. Do you, now, do you think he would think it goes fast, or after all of the adventures that Boba Fett has had, do you think he would consider the grass scoots kind of slow, even as souped up? He would consider them slow. I think he has to. Um, but I think that at the, he's kind of at this point in my life, I'm slowing down to smell the uh, <laughs> desert space flowers. And that'd be part of what he thought is the lesson. Yeah, I can see him just slowly rolling uh, through Mos Espa, the streets of Mos Espa. He's proven that he can walk on his own two feet. So now he's just rolling on his grav scoot. I think he's got some big blasters attached to the sides. Yeah, might need to. Yeah, yeah, but he's definitely rolling in a grab scoot in yeah. season two. Uh, which other Star Wars character would you want to see riding a grab scoot? Oh, I, I absolutely think um, at, at one point Han maybe was on one and it just oh. didn't work. <laughs> Even he was probably complaining about the colors. He probably, you know, maybe young Ben had one. I like that mm. Ben would have at some point known that these were a thing. And Han was trying to pressure him and to go faster. You know, it just wouldn't work. Real culture, cultural, cultural clash, <laughs> cultural clash with uh, Han. Oh yeah, I love that. I love the idea that Han would try to ride one up a, a wall and it just tips over on him. He's like, "They're garbage, garbage, yeah, <laughs> garbage, grab, grab, trash." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I'd love to see that. I think I was uh, thinking in the general book of Boba Fett world that if they kind of become a little bit of a go-to, maybe Fennec has one, black and orange, of course. And then Chris Hanton's like, just hops on one, but he's so big and powerful, it just crashes into the ground. It just, the, the repulsor technology is not there for the sheer might of Chris Hanton. Oh, I love that. I love yeah. that idea. And then uh, I had two Jedi, because I always go to Jedi. Um, yeah. Jarl Poof, it just see, see the neck flying back. <laughs> just <laughs> catching him like a kite. Just... Now, I'm sure he's got strong neck muscles, but at, like, at, at what speed does your old poos neck start flapping in the wind? Yeah, how can he let it go loose? Can he yeah. can he control it? It's like, I'm keeping it rigid because I'm having a conversation, but I can just let it go floppy. <laughs> if he's in a land speeder, is that a no go? Like he needs to go get a grab scoot. Yeah, too fast, too fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other Jedi that I would like to see doing anything and everything, but particularly for this. I would love to see Tara Sanube riding a grav scoot real slow to teach somebody patience, like just barely moving at all. Barely. You can barely tell with your eye it's moving. Do you, do you want it like on the ground, whether it be Corson or somewhere like here where he's, he's there, everyone's honking and he's like, go around, go around. But he's trying to teach people the lesson. Yep. Just scoot through the day. Enjoy the sights. Enjoy the beautiful colors. Mm-hmm. And people are losing their minds. And there's sure. a young Jedi maybe on the back or, or riding their own that's like, can we go faster? He's like, why would you want to? Why? Why? Enjoy this the way it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd love to see that. Any other characters you'd like to see? 
I mean, it's funny. You could toss almost any character on there and it's, and it would, it's a real fish out of water, but I'll yeah. tell you who deserves one. Uh, Poplu. Oh yeah. After the speeder bike incident, he to get around Endor on at a speed he can manage. And I'm sure Poplu would have a lot of fun. Oh, can they go straight up a tree? Can they, are there anti-grav? Can they go all the way up the tree into the Ewok village? That would be amazing. A squadron of grav scoots driven by Ewoks going into battle. <laughs> terrifying. Utterly terrifying. And, and they might have theirs uh, uh, painted to just absolutely blend into the forest. So you don't see yes. them coming at all. What is that? <laughs> I don't know. So well, horn. So horn mounted on a grav scoot. Yeah. Um, so since the mods as characters put mechanical parts in their organic bodies, should they put organic parts on their mechanical grav scoots? <laughs> That's terrifying. <laughs> what do you want? You want like instead of handlebars, you got arms? Yeah. That's that's the Star Wars horror. It's October. That's 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 insane. I love it. Yeah. Instead of uh, like headlights, you have uh, Rathtar eyeballs, like eight Rathtar eyeballs on the front. <laughs> but like, how do you, do you go to the, the, what the modifier and do you collect parts? Like, what do you do? Yeah. I mean, I think it's really a question of how far does that main mod who saved Fennec Shan's life, uh, how far does his no question to ask policy go? Right. Mm-hmm. Like if I rolled in there and like, Hey, you know, it's uh, it's it's Halloween time. Let's imagine Halloween exists in Star Wars. And I say to the mod, I got this grav scoot uh, and I have all this flesh. Could you wrap my grav scoot in flesh? Would that be cool? You know, like the Necronomicon, the old famous book of horror. Could you do that for me? Uh, <laughs> would he just be like, if he got the credits or would he be like, no, I have to call the daimyo. You're in trouble. You're, yeah, this is uh, aberration. This is uh, uh, you've gone against the nature of things. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Fun to think about, at least for me. (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, we are having so much fun, uh, but we need to wrap up to keep this uh, short and fast the way that grav scoots are. So we always like to make it personal into the real world. Ken, if you had a grav scoot, where would you use it in Los Angeles where we both live? Um, I could get around Burbank kind of easily. Here's the thing. I'm terrified. I've been in I've been in those street legal golf carts. Um, before street and, legal, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're, they're the ones in the yeah, they've changed over the years. But if like if you go to like certain parts of LA and Sino, there's a lot of people that drive around those in the Sino. But I've also been on the streets in a golf cart not built for the streets as a joke. Uh, back in my security days, I took a, a six seater golf cart to the Del Taco drive through at <laughs> two in the morning. And I gotta tell you something, uh, that's way more terrifying than you think. So yeah. I'd be afraid I could get around Burbank where I live pretty easily just the downtown. Uh, and I'd be okay with that. Other than that, whew, I couldn't do it. Like my, cause my old roommate had a, had a, had a Vespa and he, he goes, I took it on the freeway just to see if I could. And he goes, it was worse. Uh, I was never been more terrified in my life. So they're not built for that. I don't think the grad scoots are, but getting around Burbank to my favorite me- uh, Mexican restaurant, Don Cucos, oh, I'd be the best. Yeah. I mean, that, that is the fascinating thing. Like, as we've said 1000 times that, that chase scene is not the the best executed or fastest chase (laughs) scene totally get it uh but at the same time i kind of watched it thinking like uh what if that was me on a vespa trying to go through downtown los angeles i would be plenty scared (laughs) right (laughs) because there's no you're totally exposed uh that said uh i've been meaning to hike to the hollywood sign in uh but but i I get a little worried about the snakes i know they're not a big problem but the signs up everywhere saying you know uh 
be aware of snakes. And, you know, I asked somebody, he's like, hey, are the snakes a problem when I first visited? And this particular person said like, no, of course not. I mean, you, you have boots with metal ankles, right? <laughs> <laughs> and it, it scared me a little. So I would take my grass scoot up to the Hollywood sign and be a snake worry free. That's a great. I love that idea. And if you were going to mod out your car, like it was a grav scoot, uh, what color might you paint it? What stuff would you put on there? How would you express yourself? So, yeah, okay, this is great because if, it, if it's a grav scoot, um, I am um, in, uh, in the sports world, I'm, I'm a Miami Dolphin football fan. I, I have been for years. I don't watch uh, football as much as I used to, but I, I love the colors. And they have, the colors go together, but they're also the most garish eyesore of colors, really. <laughs> I think it's this bright turquoise and this bright orange. white. And in high school, I used to have a lot of Miami Dolphin merchandise. And man, you stand out in a crowd. So, and not always in the best ways. I had some of those Zubaz pants, the striped like zebra fit <laughs> pants, and I wore them in a, in a yearbook photo. I do not know why. Um, so, I would have to do that though, because that's that's the spirit of the of the grab scoot. You, you want to stand out. You are making a statement. These colors yeah. maybe don't belong here, and they might not even belong together, but it's going to be here. So, I would do a Miami Dolphin themed grab scoot car. And, and what are the Miami Dolphin colors? It, it, it's 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 this tealy turquoise kind of color i think technically teal but man it goes places and uh and a sherbet bright orange and white <laughs> okay that's what i thought yeah, yeah. But when, but when they go they go together but they don't well yeah <laughs> i mean that, in the context of football they don't uh, you know what i would i would do a version of that not the uh, not the teal uh i would go like a dark blue in a bright glaring orange uh they're two mm -hmm. of my favorite colors blue in particular but then you know they're, they're complementary colors so if you put them uh together in the right way they have like a, a fascinating rhythm like the the um carbon freezing chamber but if you put them directly next to one another bumping up there's friction uh to the human eye and mm -hmm. i would make all sorts of friction causing blue and orange combinations and then i would uh put uh rear view mirrors facing uh away from me in a mm. headlight facing back so when people oh look God. at it and just go like there's something not right wait it there's no logic to the way he's these there's opposite logic to the way he's put these things on this vehicle to just make it as upsetting as possible uh, that's great all on board <laughs> all on board that uh, excellent. All right, we're going to get to our final final rating. We're going to rate the wild, weird, wondrous factor of Grav Scoots. Our rating is based on one of the original Star Wars weirdos, Lobot, who would look great on a Grav Scoot. So out of 10 Lobot heads, one being the least, 10 being the most, how many Lobot heads do you give Grav Scoots, Ken? The image you just created is priceless, <laughs> by the way. Those <laughs> sleeves flapping slowly in the wind there. Um, here's the thing. Uh, Star Wars <laughs> fans, you see it, right? You um, Star Wars fans would have you say it's 15 out of 10, that these are so weird that they don't belong. I think that is incorrect. I think when you pull back, uh, look at the thematic reasons for them there, uh, look at just the characters and their reasons for having these, at the end of the day, they're sensible speeders for cities and city folk, and they're like a 6 out of 10. It's it's everything else around them that might be a little bit more weird. I, I love them for how normal they are, but how they cause abnormal pain for folks. Yeah. I'm going to give them a seven out of 10 because yeah. And just the history of uh, like uh, vehicles, scooters, speeders, they're not that, that weird. If they were gray or a uh, dark blue, they, you know, wouldn't have caused uh, much commotion at all. And, mm -hmm. and for something that's been taken into star Wars and star Wars -ified, 
you know, it, again, watch Quadrophedian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're not that bonkers <laughs> yeah. compared to their uh, inspiration. And I bump them up from your six to a seven because those colors, they are bright. They mm-hmm. are unignorable and mission accomplished. Whether you like them or dislike them, mission accomplished. They have been uh, not ignored. Uh, so I'm going full seven Lobot heads. Love it. All right, we are wrapping up. Uh, you can find links to all things Force Center on our Twitter at Force Center Pod. If you're looking uh, for YouTube, for T Public, all sorts of stuff there. Ken, where can people find you? Hey, you can go to at Ken Napsack or KenNapsack.com. Link to all the cool things I do. Okay, you should do that. And I am findable on all the social media. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok is at Joseph Scrimshaw. But for now, that is us for uh, it, for us and the customizable grav scoots this has been databank dive Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.